welcome to episode 37 of Roll the Credits podcast with Aaron and Brian. On this week's episode, as usual, we'll be bringing you guys some big news from the week. Uh, we had a lot of uh, stuff happen at the Cannes Film Festival out in France. Um, multiple new trailers this week that dropped. Uh, we'll also be giving you guys reviews for Booksmart, which we saw earlier in the month. And we also saw the Tolkien movie. Um, that dropped a couple uh, weeks ago, tenth, but I believe. yeah, uh, but we finally got around to that. Um, and we'll, I know we were supposed to do Aladdin this week. That'll be next week. Uh, it'll be a big episode next week. We'll have oh, yeah. Aladdin, um, as well as Godzilla, King of the Monsters oh, and yeah. Rocket Man, uh, oh, team. So big episode next week. Um, Smaller episode this week, uh, Booksmart, a uh, bit of a smaller movie, and Tolkien, I feel like, probably hasn't done a lot at the box office outside mm-hmm. of Lord of the Rings fans. So, um, anyway, Brian, how's your uh, week been going? Uh, it's fine. I mean, it's nothing special. It's a typical week. You know, we're back into a normal swing of things. It's getting that hot summer humanness that PA loves to do. And it's, um, and it's, it's always Memorial day weekend too. Like that's when always, we always get the first heat first wave he- up here. Always. Exactly. And then it's, and, but it rains right, right before it. So the whole way through the weekend, it's like super humid. Yeah. It's great. But yeah, other than that, I'm on call this week. Nothing great. It is what it is. Um, yeah, I mean, gotta say the same. Um, my work is currently doing our big Memorial Day sale, so I've been really stressed out working a lot. But I'm gonna have a three day weekend next weekend, so that'll be nice. Um, to cap off all that, so looking forward to that, and and looking forward to this week of movies. Not really looking forward to Aladdin as much, but uh, <laughs> which didn't get as bad as reviews as I expected it to. I still just don't. I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of faith in that film, but we'll see. Uh, we'll bring that to you guys next week. Um, we'll hop right in here. Uh, Christopher Nolan movie update. Uh, his 2020 movie is now officially called Tenant, and it is described as an action espionage epic globetrotting adventure, which sounds fantastic. Sounds like something I would like to see. Uh, there are rumors that time travel and stuff could be playing a part in this, which Interesting. Is a bit on point with Christopher Nolan films, um, having a, a lot of different things to do with time and and all that stuff. So, uh, but uh, added cast members that also came out this week: Michael Caine, obviously, who plays in many uh, Christopher Nolan films. Oh yeah. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Kenneth Branagh, Dimple Kapadia, Clemency Posey, and they now join a cast of. That also, as we talked about before, has John David Washington, Robert Pattinson, and Elizabeth Debicki. Uh, I mean, that's a hell of a cast. I'll say it right off the top. Um, this, I mean, the, I guess the small synopsis for it gets me a lot more interested with it being an espionage, uh, globe trotting adventure and stuff, uh, to see how that ends up going. But I mean, obviously, it's Nolan, so I'm all in on this. Um, oh, yeah. 100% and this is, there's some solid additions to this cast this and it being like you said a globetrotting thriller espionage kind of movie it's and it's Christopher Nolan so I'm already stoked for this it could be the summer movie of 2020 for sure um also uh the Batman as we talked about last week with Robert Pattinson 
looking to probably end up stepping into that realm. Um, Catwoman and the Penguin are confirmed to be the villains in the upcoming Batman film. Uh, interesting picks for sure. Two of the more well-known characters within uh, Batman's Rogue Gallery. Um, I don't really know uh, anything else going forward. I know there's always been talk about Josh Gad playing Penguin. He wants to play it. I'm out on that. I do not like Josh Gad, <laughs> and I've said that before on here. Um, so hoping for somebody else. Um, but outside of that, we'll end up seeing once those roles get cast. Yeah. Um, which probably I mean, soonish. I would I, I'd assume it would be relatively soon that that'll happen. I think so. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're planning on starting to filming either end of this year or beginning of next year. But um, I mean, I like it. It's the same villains as Batman Returns, so it'll be interesting to see another take on that. But it's nice not to have them try and shoehorn like Joker again, like they've done with multiple past Batman movies. Um, Brian, I gotta, so. I gotta ask. Do you have a window open near you? I do. You hearing those birds? I am. Okay. Uh, just making sure I'm not going crazy <laughs> yeah. over here on my end. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, there's some birds outside chirping away. So, but it's really, okay. It's really hot well, in they're... here. So I'm going to just keep the window open. <laughs> um, okay. Well, the birds <laughs> probably are chirping because they're pretty happy. Um, and why are they happy? Uh, because John Wick chapter four officially confirmed from May, 2021 release. Of course, this dropped the day after we recorded last week. I know. Um, our John Wick podcast. It officially does bump DC Super Pets movie back a oh, year to May darn. 2022 uh, for Warner Brothers. But uh, obviously, I'm very stoked that we're going to get another one. I just I hope that they don't run this into the drain. Um, and if this next one ends up getting, you know, a little bit bad or something like that, I hope they don't elongate it, the franchise just for monetary benefits uh because it's been great so far and i fully expect the next one to be great but we'll um yeah I'm, uh, i guess we'll see in a year or two years i mean as long as they seem to keep like this core cast of obviously keanu reeves but then uh ian mcshane and Lawrence fishburne along with it i think it could still be a solid film and obviously people are going to see this movie it this chapter three made more opening weekend than the first movie made in its entire run so it's growing, and I, I love it. Um, in other news, Taika Waititi and Leonardo DiCaprio's Akira live-action movie is pushed back to May 2021. I believe this was announced uh, not too long ago that Taika Waititi would be on to direct DiCaprio as a producer on this uh, under his label. Um, but I really don't know a whole lot about Akira. I'm sure some of our listeners probably... Uh, might be more into that anime and stuff like that. Uh, but I've heard a lot of uh, looking through Twitter and stuff like that. I've seen a lot of positive responses, obviously YT very well renowned as a director. Um, so we'll end up seeing where that ends up going down the road. Um, but at the, I'm at the point where <laughs> whatever YTD puts out, I'm probably going to end up watching. So uh, I don't know. We'll check it out in May, 2021, I suppose. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, I don't really know much about it, so it doesn't spark my interest too much, but like you said, it is YTD, so I know in the past uh, anime tra translating to like big live-action movies hasn't always gone well, uh, so we'll see how this pans out. Yeah, very rarely, uh, and if this works out, take a YTD, give me a live-action Yu-Gi-Oh! movie. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Star Wars... 
uh, as we talked a lot about last week uh, and previous weeks, uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic has been confirmed, although it is not going to be from the Game of Thrones creators as rumored. Um, it is being currently adapted by screenwriter Lyda Calogridis, who has also screenwritten for Shutter Island and Alita Battle Angel, which dropped earlier this year. Um, it is expected to be the first of yet another Star Wars trilogy. Oh, man. Um, so I suppose that would end up being three Star Wars trilogies that I'm unsure where they will come from or drop or hit theaters. Or, they, uh, they better be, like, not, like, you know, fully connected that they interweave, but, like, I, they're in the whole Star Wars universe. You're going to have them all be coming around, around the same time. You can't just have three, like, different timelines or different whatever with star wars like this is it's almost overload having three trilogies coming out within a decade that's true i'm it's uh like i said it's all going to depend on what their plan is for this obviously we know uh the game of thrones creators are getting the slots apparently that uh disney had announced a few weeks back on their schedule um so yeah, I mean, I I don't know what their plan with this is. I don't know if these are going to be something that's tied to the Disney Plus channel. Um, I know there was a lot of talk of a Knights of the Old Republic Old Republic TV show that would air on the uh, streaming platform, um, but this doesn't appear to be that. So, not really sure um, what they're planning there. Um, but in other Star Wars news, we also did get several new images from Rise of, Rise of the Skywalker um they look great we got finally got a picture of carrie russell's character who is a uh like bandit of some sort uh masked bandit um and a few other really cool images i mean there's an image in there of uh kylo and um ray that's <sighs> i don't i just the, don't it's I, like, character. It's okay yeah i mean <sighs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's a character, honest to God, I just, it's a character I'm not totally huge on. Like, that's the problem. Um, but anyway, it does look, the visuals look great on it. Um, it's something, obviously, you know, everyone's going to go see, so I don't feel like we got to talk about that very much. But no. um it does look really cool, uh, some of the images that dropped. Um, in a Entertainment Weekly or Variety or, I can't remember uh, the magazine. It was Variety. Um, yeah, they do one with every new Star Wars movie, so yep, makes like sense. Clockwork. Um, getting into some bummer news, um, Michael Pena officially signs on for the Tom and Jerry movie. Um, he will join Chloe Grace Moretz starring in that. Um, oh man, I don't care, I don't understand why Michael Pena is taking bad roles. Um, but yeah, I just uh, nothing, I don't. Anything short of like Leo being in that movie, I just don't care about it. Like, That's the thing. I was trying to go through my head. I was like, "What actors or actresses could they add to this? Um, make me want to see this movie." And I was just coming up blank. Like, I don't. Why are they making this movie? I, that's a question I think we all need uh, an answer for. Um, but uh, also in some other news, Sonic. The Hedgehog has officially been pushed back to February 2020, which was expected, obviously, with them going, you know, back to the drawing board and back to the visuals uh, to try and make Sonic look a little less uh, dumb, uh, per se. Um, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, this was expected, uh, and hopefully they end up rendering him a little bit better to at least enhance what the movie looks like. I mean, because it's kind of it's going to be hard to watch the movie if the character doesn't look like what the character is supposed to look like. So, um, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I love it's February 14th that it's dropping. You know, I can't think of a better way to spend Valentine's Day on the perfect date than going to see the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Like, why did they choose that weekend? I don't. Why not? Uh, you know that's a great question. There actually could be uh some like romantic subplot that we don't know about. Um, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily that. I feel like I feel like February fourteenth. I feel like we usually get like one like big romantic movie and then like a bunch of other stuff kind of randomly thrown in. Um, and there's yeah, it's not really that's like being like well it's, you know star wars drops christmas time every year it's a christmas movie like uh you know it, it is what it is um but anyway uh, um grumpy old men is getting a remake um that may feature samuel l jackson and eddie murphy in the starring roles for this one um the originals of course being jack lemon and walter Matthau. um decent decent movie um uh, I'm not sure how interested I am in this. I mean, I guess if Samuel L. Jackson's in it, I'll probably see it. Uh, but it just feels like another movie that's just uh, run around, you know, let's do a remake. What can we remake? Well, go to the Walmart bargain bin and just randomly select an <laughs> old movie out of it and go, this is the one we're going to remake. Um, yeah. I mean, that's kind of just what it feels like. But uh, anyway, I, I that's all I really have. Uh, for news for the week, Brian, do you have anything for everybody? Uh, we covered a lot. Only really one other thing. Um, a Quiet Place 2, or a Quieter Place, as we like to call it here. I like to call um, it. I came up with that. I'm just putting it out there into the world. <laughs> anyway, it uh, quietly moved up two months, and it will now be coming out. <laughs> I see what you did in, there. It, it, yeah, it's coming out May 20th now, 2020, rather than... Or, Sorry, March 20th of 2020 when it was slated for May 21st or whatever. So we're getting it two months sooner. Sweet. I like it. I yeah, mean, I mean, that'll probably be the next horror film you watch. Um, honestly, probably. Very I likely. Mean, <laughs> I got to see like one or two a year. So <laughs> just, to, just to say you don't shut out the entire horror genre. Exactly. Um, I'm, I'm glad you're finally getting this. God. <laughs> it, it annoys me so much. Like it's. The fact that like, you even backed out on Brightburn and stuff, like, uh, you annoy me. Um, <sighs> I try. I anyway, try. let's get into the trailers for the week. First one is a giant WTF. I did not know what this movie was going to. I saw the title of the movie before, and I was like, oh, cool, a racing movie. Like, I'm in for it. Um, the Art of Racing in the Rain, which is scheduled for August 9th, um, starring Milo. I'm not even gonna pronounce the last name. Vent- Ventimiglia. There we go. Wow! Look, look at <laughs> listeners out there. Look, clap for Brian. I know the know the guy. I mean, <laughs> he's and this is us. I mean, and he. Oh, God. Okay, so he's from a crappy a TV show. show. You never even watched the whole episode. I lo- us, so. yeah, because it bored me to death. Okay, it's that's a great why. Show. Um, Amanda Seyfried also, and Kevin Costner as the voice of a dog. Um, it is directed by Simon Curtis, who has 
directed Goodbye Christopher Robin and Woman in Gold. Um, the only really thing I have in my notes for this is that the dog looks is very it's a very adorable dog. Um, until Kevin Costner starts talking as the dog, and I'm like, I'm out on this. Um, I don't get what this movie is. It appears, I suppose, um, to be a dog who really likes racing because his uh, it, father, it, <laughs> I guess, likes racing or is a racer. Um, I, I'm out it, on this. I don't care about the actors in it. Um, and Kevin Costner voicing a dog is a very big turnoff for me for what was a very cute and probably a very good boy. Um, I mean, I... I don't know. It's another narrative dog movie. We've had like five of them in the past like three years. Um, at least, I do like... at least this one isn't like a dog going cross country on its own to find its owner That's or true. its dead owner or something. Like it, this one, at least has something to it that seems okay, I guess. But this is something I have literally no interest in i mean i like wild events Miglia and amanda seyfried or seyfried um and costner i don't know about him voicing a dog but it's a dog that was the main part of a movie so i mean i i like it just it's a dog <laughs> it's uh, a good boy oh yeah i mean yeah i mean that's for sure but um anyway Let's get into some better ones. Toy Story 4. We got our <laughs> final one for that. Um, starring, as I have listed here, too many names. Just go look it up. Everyone. It's Toy Story 4. Everyone knows back. Yeah, I mean, Tim Allen's there. Tom Hanks is there. That's all you really need to know. Directed by Josh <laughs> Cooley, who wrote the screenplay for Inside Out, which was a very good film. Oh, one of the rare, like, uh, animated I films I really like. Yeah. Um. I mean, I mean, I'm excited. Uh, I think it it looks like your typical Toy Story movie. It looks funny. Uh, it looks like it's probably gonna run your heart a bit. Um, it does have a tall task, I think, to um, kind of follow up the third one um, as they go forward. I would assume this will be the last one, but I feel like every i feel like we all thought the third one was the last one and then disney just wanted more yeah toy story um but this trailer really makes me think that duke kaboom who is a canadian stuntman toy voiced by keanu reeves of course um seems like he's gonna definitely steal the show in this one um from this trailer so i'm pretty excited for that um and we'll see i mean that comes out june 20th so we're Less than a month away from Toy Story yeah. 4. I mean, I a lot of people did think the third one was the end of Toy Story, which it ended solidly. Um, so there's not a lot of... like A lot of people are kind of questioning why there's this fourth one. It's most likely like a money grab for Disney, but I mean, it works because everyone loved the Toy Story trilogy, so they're going to make another one. People are going to go see it, and they're going to make money. And then adding more people like Keanu Reeves to it and Key and Peele, it's, I, I mean, I'm in for it. I'm excited for this. Yeah, um, definitely be interested to see how that ends up going. And uh, we'll be posting our watch list or review schedule for next month. And this will for certainly be on there. Um, I'm definitely going right. to have to go rewatch the trilogy because I, I haven't seen those movies in such a long time. So. Oh, 
You've watched the trilogy. Yeah. That kind of surprises me because you're not a big animated movie fan or Pixar fan or whatever. Oh, no. Love. uh, I do love the Toy Story trilogy. Oh, Jesus. Nolan Arenado is way too good of a baseball player. Um, (laughs) I feel like every time I turn around, he's homeward off the Orioles this entire um, trip they've been on to Colorado. It's ridiculous. I'm I'm over it. Oh, we faced him earlier in the week and he had like two home runs against us. So, anyway. (laughs) <laughs> back, to uh, back to the trailers uh sorry for the bad radio everybody but one of the big movies that released here at uh the Cannes film festival out in france once upon a time in hollywood um oh, which wow. i know we have talked about frequently a, a here on the bit. podcast a just bit. a few times uh releases july 26th if you're new to the podcast and new to movies in general it stars leonardo dicaprio brad pitt and margot robbie directed by quentin tarantino the only thing i have listed in my notes here is is this going to be the greatest movie ever made (laughs) (laughs) and the more i see trailers and stuff this trailer like i well i've probably seen it like five times (laughs) since it dropped i mean it just looks great it's sitting at uh 95 on rotten tomatoes with like 57 reviews in uh, when I checked yesterday on IMDb, it had 3000 user reviews and it was sitting at a 9.8. Um, wow. It's, uh, which obviously is going to drop, but I mean, with those kind of numbers, it would take a heck of a tanking, um, to go below like 8.5, um, at that point, um, sitting at like, an, is, yeah, oh, sorry, like an 80. Yeah. yeah. Like it's in the eighties, I believe. Um, Let's 88 see, uh, or something. Yeah. 88. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and that's the thing, like I, I figured, you know, I pretty sure all of Tarantino Tarantino's films are, um, you know, positively reviewed and stuff. So going into this, my thought was, you know, I'm very excited for it, obviously, but when it releases and how people react to the release is really going to either further my excitement for it. I would sell my, a kidney to watch this right now oh wow that's how excited i am for this film i mean it is my favorite actor uh my favorite director and one of the top five actresses in the world right now um and one of my favorites is margot robbie um i'm not going to talk about all the crap that came out this week about uh that varieties out there spewing you know clickbait headlines and stuff um but anyway I just, I'm super excited for this and I cannot wait. Uh, I would legitimately, yeah, I'd legitimately sell a kidney to watch it right now. Um, so if wow. anybody's offering, but hit me up, find me on Twitter. Watch, <laughs> if you watch it now, Tarantino's talking about recutting it to make it longer in spite of people. So, I mean, you watch it now, you're not going to get it all. I would just buy the re the, the recut version. Um, I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing though. I mean, that would definitely probably end up in the, uh blu-ray package uh when it comes out um Mm, there's always a lot of like special stuff with a lot of tarantino films um so yeah i mean i'm stoked for this the trailer looks incredible go check it out if you have even a semblance of interest in it um i i'm i'm okay i gotta stop talking about this movie (laughs) (laughs) it's fun to just hear you talk about it it's It's just i'm so excited man i'm just so excited oh (laughs) 
Uh, anyway, um, we should have ended with that trailer talk. Why don't we? Yeah, got one more trailer to talk about. Yeah, because so. I wanted to go good, bad, good, um, because we're starting the reviews with Booksmart. Um, uh, mm. so we'll go That's to the smart. bad. Um, Terminator Dark Fate. Um, <laughs> November first is releases starring Mackenzie Davis, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton is back. Directed by Tim Miller, who directed the first Deadpool film. Um, my what I have written down trailer doesn't look that great. Uh, to be honest with you, some of the effects do not look great. Obviously, it's probably still you know in development and stuff. They're still probably working through production um, with it not releasing until later this year. Uh, James Cameron is back on the produce though, which is a good sign. Um, he was obviously a producer on Alita that came out early, earlier this year, and the visuals on that were one of the best parts of that film. Uh, um, Linda Hamilton returning uh, as Sarah Connor. She looks badass in this trailer. Um, that's definitely a positive. And also, Mackenzie Davis has been good in everything I've at least seen her in. So um, as the start of the film, I at least have some hope in those areas that this will end up being good when it releases. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to say cause the Terminator movies have just gone so downhill after the second one. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I'm definitely going to check it out. Uh, and I'm holding out hopes that it looks better than what this trailer ended up. Looking yeah. Like. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's still tweaks to be done to the visual effects as, um, as a lot of happens cause we want to get the first trailer out, but they're marketing as like the day after judgment day or whatever it, but like, is there an actual connection to, you know, Terminator two judgment day, or is it just, you know, trying to market it weird? Cause it doesn't look great to me. It, I don't see the point of making another Terminator movie. Um, they keep like showing off that the new Terminators are like liquid metal or whatever that can form to anything. You've been doing that for a couple movies now. Like, is there not something like new you can do with the technology? I don't know. I'm just nitpicking, but yeah, you do that. Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, I'll probably still end up going see this in November, but I mean, I'm not excited for it at all. Okay, well, that wraps our trailers for today's episode. Um, well, let's go ahead and get into the reviews. I guess we'll start with Booksmart. We saw it several weeks ago at a special screening. Um, it released this past week, uh, weekend, um, in theaters. It's sitting at, I believe, like a 97, 96, something like that on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, down from what was initially 100 for, for quite a while. Um, I ended up giving it a 90. Um, director is Olivia Wilde. Um, and it stars Beanie Feldstein, who is the sister of Jonah Hill, and Caitlin Dever. The synopsis is, on the eve of their high school graduation, two academic superstars and best friends realize they should have worked less and played more. Determined not to fall short on their peers, the girls try to cram four years of fun into one night. Um, I love this movie. I really did. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect going in, uh, to be completely honest with you. Uh, the trailers look decent. Uh, not superb. Um, but... I think they do such a great job of, um, Jesus, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, just of just kind of cramming everything in 
in terms of characters and stuff like that without sacrificing the story. Um, there's outside of the obvious two stars, there's many supporting actors and actresses in this film uh, playing other kids from school that they've kind of grown up and graduate with uh, going forward. But I mean, and as we'll get to later on when we do our top 10, which is high school movies, um, it's one of the better ones out there that I've at least seen, um, to be honest with you. Um, it is relatively fast paced. Uh, it only really runs an hour and 42 minutes, um, and kind of takes place all over the course of one day and night. So it is a quick watch, um, which is nice. It doesn't really have any lag time to me. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I just really liked it. If you're into like, you know, high school comedy type things. Uh, very, it's very super bad esque, which is ironic. Um, but I do like it a tick more than super bad. Um, just on the basis of how they kind of incorporate everything. Um, the leads are very strong. Their characters are well played out and they're given plenty of depth throughout the entire, um, just one day's worth of a movie. So, um, go check it out I've, if you're into those kind of things. If you're into Superbad and stuff, you'll definitely like this, I think. Um, and that's really my take on it. Yeah, that's uh, a very good movie. It's a solid score. Uh, I gave it uh, an 80 then out of 100. Our combo score uh, comes out to an 85.2, which makes it our third highest movie of the year so far. Um, it's very funny movie i mean like you said beanie feinstein and uh caitlin dever have such great chemistry and work so well off of each other and are super funny olivia wilde does a great job in her director directorial debut um but yeah no it's a good coming age kind of high school um uh, movie that is almost like a female version of super bad but like you said i, I think it's funnier i mean it's good story all around and it's I never really thought about it until like you mentioned, but yeah, it does only take place over like 24 hours and 36 hours or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, it literally uh, goes from their last day of school to graduation, like, which is supposedly like the, the next, next day. day yeah. So yeah. I mean, very funny movie scene stealer, uh, Billy Lord, who was, <sighs> she uh, was Carrie. so good in that. Yeah. Carrie Fisher's daughter, uh, RIP Carrie Fisher. She, was a scene stealer in every single scene she was in. Um, she, her character Gigi literally like popped up in like every single scene, like literally and it became like a gimmick, <laughs> <laughs> literally popped out of nowhere, but it was hilarious. Every scene she was in, uh, she stole a show and was just overly dramatic and it was hilarious. Um, but yeah, very good movie. I'd, you know, I recommend, uh, most people going to see it. It's kind of your, it fits into that high school comedy. I mean, it's coming of age here, movie. But, uh, like that, that's really what it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, good film. But yeah, good film. Go see um, it. And the other thing we saw this week was Tolkien, Tolkien, Tolkien. I forget. They pronounce, pronounce it like six it. different ways in, in the movie. Um, directed by Dome. Krukowski. Um, yeah, never heard of this guy before. Yep. Um, yeah, I will take the mantle from you this week. <laughs> yeah. uh, star stars Nicholas Holt and Lily Collins. Uh, synopsis: The formative years of the orphaned author J.R.R. Tolkien, as he finds friendship, love, and artistic inspiration amongst a group of fellow outcasts at school. 
I gave this a 50. It is, and it's hard because I feel like I could go lower on the score, but I managed to, there's enough of it that I managed to at least make fun of, and Holden Collins were good in the film. Um, I don't hold anything against them necessarily. I think their acting was very well done. Um, but unfortunately, they just didn't have any much to work with. Um, it just the movie itself was bland. Um, it had a few good moments to it, but outside of that, um, and it does like these constant like time jumps where it the movie itself, I guess, takes place more when he's in war and stuff. Um, and then he'll just have like flashbacks to when he was younger. And then you'd have like a 15 minute scene there. Uh, and then you cut back to him at war and then you have five minutes scene there. And then you cut back again to another like 15 minutes back when he's younger. Um, and I just, I didn't like that at all. Like I wish they would have played it straight and just had it straight from him being a kid to, um, you know, writing the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit books and, and whatever. Um, so that was a bit of a disappointment for me. Like they could have definitely done the production on this a lot better than they ended up doing. Um, as I told you, you, when we got out of the movie, I made a lot of comments throughout this film, uh, because I was relatively bored and generally you could tell how I feel about a movie if I'm talking during it, because I don't really like to talk to her movies, but this, I had to make jokes frequently because I was bored. Um, if you're into the Lord of the Rings and Tolkien, uh, go check it out. You probably like it better than I did. Um, don't know if that's saying a whole lot, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, if you're not interested in it, don't, there's no reason to see this whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I wanted to like it more than I did. I mean, I'd like to, I like J.R. Tolkien and like his story and stuff and how, you know, I love Lord of the Rings and how those came to be. Uh, I said on a giving it a 65. Um, that makes our combo score at uh, 57.1. Uh, so not very good, but it just, it wasn't very interesting. Like, like you said, I mean, Nicholas Holt and Lily Collins, I, th- I think did a solid job acting. Um, but with, you know, everything about J.R. Tolkien and, like, there's so much known about him, I just think the script could have been better. Um, I didn't think this movie was bad at all in any way. Um, like, there wasn't, like, laughable kind of stuff, you know, like in The Hustle or something where it was just like, oh, this this sucks or something. Or Serenity, you know, as we bashed on that a lot this year. But it just, it wasn't overly great. Um yeah, I mean, there's not much to say about it. Um, I was excited because it was Tolkien, but it just, I don't know. Like you said, it wasn't, I didn't like it going back and forth between war and him being in college and stuff. Uh, the one thing we mocked during the movie is that he's, a lot of it, um, when he's on the war, it takes place when he's at college. And he's supposed to be like, I don't know, 19, 20 years old. And he looks you know, like how Nicholas Holt looks. He looks like he's nearly 30. And yet, uh, we laughed at him multiple times. It was just kind of like not realistic him being a college student. Um, but yeah, I mean, you if you like J.R.R. Tolkien and his stuff and obviously his books, um, you'll like the movie. Like I said, it's not, I don't think it's bad at all. It's just I 
wish it could have been better. Yeah. Um, one of the scenes that was the funniest to me, and I really don't know why it was as funny as it was, was um, when Nicholas Holt and Lily Collins characters, um, Tolkien and Edith, um, more like their first like meeting or whatever. Um, and they're, oh. <laughs> and they're sitting there in a room with a, a candle going, uh, it's dark and they're just eating jelly out of a jar. Uh, I was pretty sure it was jelly at least eating jelly yeah. out of a jar with, with big spoons. And I just thought to myself, really big spoons. Yeah. I mean, they're like, they're like the, the, it barely fit into the jars. They're like the spoons that that sit in my grandmother's uh, counter that just don't ever get touched because they're way too big. Um, unless you're just trying to eat a massive bowl of cereal. Um, yeah, like these <laughs> spoons were gi- ginormous. Um, but yeah, I just like I joked that like, well, that's that's my new pickup line on Bumble is like, do you want to eat a jar of jelly in the candlelight? Like. So if you're listening and we match on Bumble, that's likely going to be my pickup line for the next three weeks. Um, (laughs) Oh, I I hope it is. I don't know. I hope I hope it works. That'd be great if it works. If it does, I'll up my score for this movie to a sixty. That's what I got riding on that. But yeah, I mean that's not a whole lot else we can go into about that. It could have been a lot better. Just hoping it was a lot better. I mean. I mean, it's a movie about the guy who wrote, you know, the books based on my number one draft pick from last week, The Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, the greatest trilogy of all time. Um, I mean, second it's... greatest tril- trilogy of all time because it went number two in the draft. Um, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but it did go number one for you. So, I mean, you obviously think it's the number one trilogy of all no, time. No, I think it's number two at best. That's why I took it number two. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, the oh, number one oh, was already gone. You know, okay. So. Um, anyway, we're going to send it over to a quick advertisement and then we'll get into our top 10 high school movies. Alrighty. All right. Time for our top 10 of the week. It is top 10 high school movies. And as usual, um, Brian, I'm going to send it over to you to get us started. All right. Uh, Top 10 movies, high school movies, I guess that's just really any movie, you know, that kind of takes place with, in high school or with high school yeah, age with a semblance whatever. to high school in some, some capacity. Yeah. Uh, so my number 10 on the list is The Karate Kid. Uh, you know, classic 80s movie uh, dealing with karate, you know, having the, the outcast trying to fit in and taking up karate with his mentor to beat up the bullies or whatever. It's a it's a solid movie. Um, I also chose it because I'm really into Cobra Kai right now on on YouTube TV. But it's a good high school movie. So Karate Kid's my number ten there. All right, number ten for me. Uh, going with the horror genre here, Carrie, um, the original. Um, and really, the main reason I'm picking this is I've seen this movie one time exactly, and it creeped the high hell out of me that I don't think I'll ever watch it again. <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, and the fact that it kind of stuck with me like that definitely made it worthwhile pick for number 10. It is a classic in the horror genre, obviously based off of a Stephen King novel. Um, so Carrie, number 10. All right. Number nine for me is Lady Bird. Uh, it came out uh, two years ago, I believe, with uh, Saoirse Ronan in it. Um, she was nominated for many awards for this. It's a great, you know, another coming of age movie, but really around high school. Um 
nearly held 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for the longest time until there was one person who gave it a negative review. But uh, it's it's a very good movie. If you haven't seen it, I believe it's on Amazon Prime. Um, but yeah, Lady Bird's number nine for me. Solid pick. Number nine for me is The Hate You Give, which came out last year. Um, what? <laughs> I forgot about that movie. Yeah, um, it like when I was doing research, it didn't pop up in anything, and like I had two more spots to fill, which is where Carrie and this ended up coming in. Um, doesn't play. She's a high school student, obviously, so I counted it. There is scenes within the high school, um, but obviously, uh, a movie that we highly suggest checking out. We did a podcast on it, uh, sometime late last year back in october i think when it came out yeah so go check out that uh for a full breakdown of the movie but a really good one uh really hits about a lot of issues within the country nowadays um and a real breakout performance from amanda stenberg um as we voted on in our uh, roly awards last year so uh the hate you give number nine all right uh number eight for me is back to the future uh you never really think about it as a high school movie but i mean it kind of is a high school movie just with time travel i mean michael j fox's character is in high school and then gets sent back to high school in 1950s it's been a while since i've seen it i believe it's the 50s anyway um and it deals with the typical high school stuff you know you got the bullies and the jocks and all the fun stuff whatever but it's a classic sci-fi movie it's very good you know with, with time travel and everything so back to the future is number eight there for me all right, number eight on my list, I have Ferris Bueller's Day Off, a classic high school movie in all regards. Um, just about, you know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I mean, it is what it is. It says it in the title, but it's a lot of fun shenanigans throughout the film. Uh, really entertaining, always good for a rewatch every couple months. Um, so, yeah, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, number eight. All right. Um, number seven for me is Super Bad. Um, we briefly talked about it in correspondence with Book Smart earlier, but it's, you know, it's a super funny movie. Joni Hill does a great job. Michael Sarah, um, one of Emma Stone's first uh, big movies. It's really funny about just a, you know, a group of outcast high school students trying to have a night of partying. partying. Um, so, yeah, Super Bad is number seven for me. Number seven on my list is Friday Night Lights, the movie um, from 2004, starring Billy Bob Thornton as the head coach uh, about the Permian uh, Texas football high school team um, and their, you know, underdog quest to win a state championship that falls one yard short. Um, one of my favorite endings in any movie. Obviously, it's a high school movie. It's based on a high school football team. Um, a lot of incredible characters throughout it based on a true story um so much i like about that movie um so friday night lights number seven i should have guessed that'd be on your list i know you like the tv show better but i should have figured that uh yeah if we did tv shows the tv show would be number one on this by far um we got number six uh number six Texas forever <laughs> yeah number six um number six for me you know isn't like an award-winning great class movie but you know what it's a classic disney oh, channel God. movie it's high school oh. musical uh oh, I, I knew <laughs> it was knew. gonna be on your list it had to be oh. it's like i said it's not like a spectacular movie or anything but it's arguably the biggest uh disney channel original movie of all time i mean that it has it's zach efron in it it's his big start oh. and then with vanessa hudgens and other uh people who aren't really known anymore but i mean 
look at Zac Efron. He's a pretty big star now. And uh, yeah, you gotta I mean, start high, <laughs> high school musical. I mean, that is the uh, definitive tale of Ted Bundy in high school. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I had to include it on the list. Uh, so high school musical is number six there for me. <laughs> All right, number six for me is Back to the Future. I don't really, I'm not going to really elaborate too much more on it, but yeah, I mean, it is a classic film. Obviously, it takes place in the high school. Marty McFly is a high schooler. Um, and so, yeah, Back to the Future, number six for me. All right, uh, number five for me is 21 Jump Street. Um, and another Jonah Hill movie, surprisingly, but Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum are hilarious in this movie. You know, the undercover cops going back to infiltrate the high school to stop a drug ring or whatever it's such a funny movie when i was going through this list um one of the websites um that had a, a list of these movies had the the clip where they first uh try the drugs in high school and they go through <laughs> like the five different phases or whatever <laughs> i want it's like a six minute clip or whatever i just watched it and laughed the whole way through it's such a funny movie um yeah and i mean has a lot of great stars in it. like i said jonah hill and channing tatum um has dave franco in it brie larson is in it um i always i always forget brie larson's in that i know right um but yeah it's all a movie so 21 jump street is number five there for me all right i also have 21 jump street at number five on my list um yeah i mean it's a classic comedy all around channing tatum and jonah hill are perfectly paired in that film um so funny together as pretty much complete opposite human beings uh in every way possible um so yeah 21 jump straight number five for me all right uh number four for me is book smart uh, we talked about it you know just a little bit ago so there's not much else i will say about it but book smart is their number four for me number four for me is super bad oh <laughs> oh i thought you're gonna say book smart again no I'm gonna no, no not quite uh but yeah super bad number four for me i mean it is it's another all-time classic comedy um that has reached cult status very funny uh michael Sarah, jonah hill uh, as you mentioned earlier emma stone's in it um great cast all around mclovin obviously very very key character of the film um, and then you have the police officers played by Seth Rogen and Bill Hader, which are hilarious as well. Um, great movie all around. So super bad. Number four for me. All right. Uh, number three for me is mean girls. Um, <laughs> I knew you'd get, I'd get a sound out of you. Oh, for that. God, uh, of mean girls is such like a classic high school movie. I mean, it's hilarious it has so many quotable lines and so many quotable things that it's still talked about and it's been out for 15 years whatever came out in the mid 2000s i mean it's one of the few good Lindsay lohan movies but it's a very funny movie and a great high school movie so mean girls is there at number three for me all right number three for me as we talked about earlier on the podcast book smart um <laughs> uh yeah again not gonna elaborate too much more in it into it i said it was a notch above super bad so that's why it's going number three uh but just an all-around fantastic film go check it out all right um <clears throat> sorry number two for me uh is napoleon dynamite such an idiotic oh, stupid God, movie that's list. hilarious oh. um it's just in that that comedy that genre of comedy that is all just so stupid but it's hilarious and I love it. It's so funny to watch. Um, it's 
I love it. I mean, I could I haven't watched it in a while, but it's it's John Hader, right? Yeah, I want to say Bill Hader, but no, John Hader, I believe is his name. That's the that's the title character. Uh, Nick Foles. Nick Foles. <laughs> Nick Foles. You're right. My bad. Um, it has so many quotable lines too. Like, and it's still like to this day, so many people quote it all the time, just in casual conversation. And I love it. Um, so Napoleon Dynamite's number two there for me. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite is a movie that like I dislike the farther we get away from its release date, and I I, I don't <laughs> really know like it just gets less funny and less funny the longer it's been out for me. Um, but to each their own. Number two for me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Um, tremendous movie. Uh, legitimately made me cry a bit. Um, obviously, uh, has uh, Emma Watson in it. Uh, Logan Lerman, Ezra Miller, uh, Paul Rudd is also in it. Um, it's just it's an all around tremendous film. I think I scored it in the ninety. I think like a ninety or so. Um, little bit of a more low-key movie um probably not something a ton of people have seen but i'd highly recommend going and checking it out um if you have it available to you and that's the thing it's a movie that i've wanted to see i have never seen it but it's not available anywhere like i check you know every like whenever i it pops back up on my feed or something i'm like oh yeah i wonder if that's available to stream anywhere and i just it came up like yesterday and looked to see nowhere it's not on hulu amazon netflix nothing it's disappointing because it's a movie i'd like to see but anyway uh number one on my list is one you mentioned earlier uh ferris bueller's day off uh hilarious movie it's when you think of high school movies it's the first one that comes to your mind i think um it's a classic classic movie i mean it's one that's as i said with multiple of these is very quotable but it's always um it's always talked about. I lost my train of thought there. Sorry. But uh yeah, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, great movie. If you've somehow never seen it, uh, you should go see it. Um, but yeah, number one there for me. All right, number one for me. I know um, it is. High school musical. False. <laughs> Kidding. Uh <laughs> even better. Uh False. The Breakfast Club. I mean it as soon oh, as we I'm announced shocked. it, it had to be number one for me. All-time classic, cult classic. Overrated. Um, it's not overrated, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I will fight you to the <laughs> death on that. Um, it is oh, not I love overrated. Going it is a tre- I'm just saying, it's a tremendous film. I know many of our listeners will back me up on that. Um, overrated. It just, I mean, there's so many, like, there's life lessons in it. There's good comedy. It's a great overall cast um, of you know, characters from all every different clique within high school coming together for one detention um, and learning to overcome, you know, whatever their thoughts on each other are and stuff like that and moving past it and working things out. It, I'm glad you agree. Um, it's just, I mean, it's a tremendous film. So it had to be number one. I knew it from the beginning that that was going to end up being number yeah. one for me. When I texted you on like um, yesterday or Friday or whatever, I was like, oh yeah, I already know what your number one is. What we officially decided. I, I, there was a point, there was a point when I was writing the list earlier today that I was like, yeah, you know, Breakfast Club, probably number one. But I was like, you know, Perks or, or Booksmart might give a run because they're all three of them are rated at a 90 for me. So, um, yeah, I mean, that is. Number one for me. I mean, it's the quintessential all-time high school film. 
to me. Um, I mean, it literally takes place inside of a high school, the majority of the film. Um, so yeah, uh, breakfast club is number one. Um, anyway, that was our episode for the week, everybody. Um, like I said, next week we will be back with a mega episode featuring Aladdin, Godzilla, and rocket man. Um, I also may end up having a review for Brightburn, but I do not. I we, I may end up pushing that back to a different episode, um, depending on whether I see it, if if I have to push it back another week. So not committing to that. Um, but yeah, big episode next week. Um, Brian, you got any parting words for everybody? Go out to the movies. Go see more movies like Booksmart. You know, it's a great movie. It's an indie film, though. Um, it needs more people to go see it. So go out and don't just see blockbusters. Yeah, I mean, definitely go check out these uh, smaller, smaller films and stuff like that. Booksmart's one that probably not a ton of people. Um, I have recently started seeing a little bit more advertisements um, on various websites and stuff for it. But outside of that, I mean, it's not a huge movie. It doesn't have a huge push behind it. Uh, but it is certainly one that's 100% worth going out to check out if you're interested in comedy films. Because it's probably the best one to drop this year, or at least in my opinion. So I, yeah, far. I think it's so, solidly the best comedy of the year so far. Um, and if you're on, if you are a Netflix user, which I assume most of you are, um, and also a fan of stuff like Brooklyn Nine Nine, I'd highly suggest checking out um, the Unauthorized Bash Brothers oh. <laughs> um, musical uh, thing that the Lonely Island, um, obviously Andy Samberg, um, created this week. Uh, also, if you're a baseball fan, because it's something I never imagined we would you'd ever see it just um, dropped out of nowhere it was great yeah i mean it just it came out of nowhere it's literally just 30 minute like m- music fest of lonely island as jose canseco and mark mcguire the um, from the oakland a's <laughs> uh and it's incredible uh check it out uh, a lot of catchy songs and stuff like that um so definitely definitely go check that out if you're a netflix subscriber it's worth the watch but um Other than that, we'll catch you guys next week. Um, Adios, everybody.